185milesouth.com. Smash that Patreon button. One hundred and eighty five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? This week on the pod, we are getting ambitious, and I'll explain it all after I introduce the people. Helping out, you know him, you love him. He is the best dressed man on the pod. It is Daniel Sam. What's up, Dan? When I come back like Jordan wearing the four five, it ain't to play games with you. It's to aim at you. Thank Probably God it wasn't maybe. Clash lyrics. Uh, also helping out is Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge. What's up, Ben? Go straight to hell, boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rounding us out, it is Anthony Popolardo. What's up, Pops? Chilling, man. I'm in New York, dude. That's what's up. The late boy. Okay, Dan, this was your idea, and we're kind of following what Pusshead did. He did a top 100 hardcore records of the 1980s. We're doing our top 100 punk and hardcore records of the 1980s. This is your this is your idea. It was very ambitious. We did it. Uh, explain it to the people. Okay, so we spent a lot of time uh, discussing the Pusshead top 100, and then a couple days after we recorded that pod, I was like kind of fucking around like just jotting down what mine would be and then i reached out to you and ben and was like we've got to do it and not only that we've got to do it um and make it true to the 185 remit which is punk and hardcore so you know whereas his is listed as hardcore it has the it has the foresight or basically to the difference between hardcore and punk at that time was was uh, an evolving mass. We have the hindsight to look back and go, well, we're going to include punk records too. Um, and also because he leaned hardcore, but he still had like social distortion on there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so his list is a little open, although he leans way more hardcore. All right, go on. Yeah, so um, – and then we started kicking it around – like as we were compiling our lists and you came up with the really good idea of we will compile all three individual lists and we'll make a master 185 list. And uh, that's what we're going to discuss today. And we're also going to discuss, you know, things that made it, things that didn't, um, egregious, uh, egregious omissions um, egregious omissions egregious power tripping um <laughs> and, and then and then pops is here to smack all of us and tell us we're wrong that's so, right so uh just to explain well, we're going to talk about the master list the way we got the master list is this ben dan and i we all made top 100 lists so if you have a number one that counts for 100 points right number two is 99 points a number 100 is one point Right, so that all gets combined. Plus, we're trying to reward consensus. So if a record got picked by two people, it got 10 bonus points. If it got picked by all three of us, it got 20 bonus points. 
right? Building on the consensus. Also, there's only one record per band on here. That's following the the Pusshead formula, right? So basically, let's say that uh, for 1980s, me and Ben both have Black Flag Jealous Again. Dan chose Black Flag Damaged. Consensus means that Jealous Again wins, and we're getting the damaged points. So Black Flag will get the points for all all those votes, and that's where it ends up on the master list. Um, all the rules that are there is 185milesouth.com. Go to the top of the page, click that top 100. It's all laid out there for for you. You can see the lists. You can click through that second page, see our individual lists. So you can see how fucked up these other two were. And uh, ah. yeah, Dan, back to you. <laughs> well, the great thing about doing this is you start combing you know things straight from memory and you start putting down the things that are probably the most important to you right out the gate so you you you're writing those down and then you're going to formulate them into a top 100 but at the same point there's something in the back of your mind also saying well you know i have to include this because it is important for the story of hardcore the story of punk so i'm going to include this as well um, even if maybe I've left a few things off that I might like a little bit better. But for the most part, I feel like we we went with what we liked the most, which a lot of it will be the most important as well. Uh, you know, that's debatable. That's for everyone who's listening to, to agree or disagree to. And, um, you know, it, it was a really fun exercise, even though it was it was frustrating at the same point. Right. It's kind of a mashup of your favorite stuff plus things that you have merit or things you think have merit. Right. A mashup of that a bit is how I chose my list. Right. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go to talk the top 20. This is what we came up with. Dan, why don't you talk the, uh, you spell out the top 10 and Ben, you take 11 through 20. Of the combined list? The combined list. Okay. So at number one, um, it was very high on both Ben and I's list, but also quite up there on Zach's, was a minor threat two seven inches on one LP on Discord from 1984. Number two, Bad Brains, the Roar cassette. Number three, Uniform Choice, Screaming for Change. Number four, Agnostic Front, Victim in Pain. Number five, Gorilla Biscuits, start today. Number six, Youth of Today, we're not in this alone. Number seven, Misfits, Walk Among Us. Number eight, Seven Seconds, The Crew. Number nine, Cromags, Age of Quarrel. And rounding out the top ten, Judge, New York Crew, Seven Inch. Number Dude, I have 11. a top five. It's, I think it's you're both number ones, but it's my number five. Yeah. So it's not like I low ranked it. Come on. Oh, for minor threat? Yeah. Anyway, to Ben for 11. <laughs> See, we're already going to get heat. This shit's going to get ill, <laughs> dude. I'm ready for you, motherfuckers. What's up? Number 11. Adolescence self-titled LP, a.k.a. The Blue Album, Frontier Records, 1981. Number 12. Side by Side, You're Only Young Once, 7-inch. 1988. Number 13, Antidote, Thou Shalt Not Kill 7-Inch, 1983. 
Number 14, Chain of Strength, True Till Death, 7-inch, 1989. Number 15, Discharge, Hear Nothing, See Nothing, Say Nothing, LP, 1982. Number 16, SSD Control, Get It Away, 12-inch EP, 1983. Number 17, Bad Religion, Suffer, LP, 1988. Number 18, Circle Jerks, Group Sex, LP, 1980. Number 19, Descendants, Milo Goes to College, LP, 1982. And number 20, Negative Approach, Self-Titled 7-Inch, 1982. Okay, let's go over our general thoughts on the top 20, on the list in general, and the comparison to Pusshead. Okay. So you're pretty loose for this segment. And pops may, Go ahead. May, and I, may I interject? Absolutely. So this is uh, this number ranking is numerically correct, right? Correct. Okay, so we're living in a world. I'm just checking this. We're living in a world where negative approach negative approach is 20, and youth of today is six. That's correct. Well, yeah, yeah, and that, that's because okay. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I'm no, asking. I know, I know. And so this is the problem with doing a combined list where we have to deal with fucking trolls, right? Ben listed negative approach like number one hundred or some shit. 99. So like it's gonna it sucked it way down. Negative approach, of okay. course, should be top ten, right? And on my list, it is number four on or Dan's SSD list. Can- SSD control is 16 and uniform choice is three. That's I'm just, I'm just trying to get into this world. <laughs> right. You mean you're, sp- re- you're speaking between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, Hey, you know, it's a ranking dude. I'm just trying to understand the metrics. Right. So spent, uniform I choice is top 10 though. is top 10 for all of us. Plus it's going to get that, that triple consensus bump. Right. So that's why it's there. Um, Got it, and it's not even on Pusshead's list. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. Do you have any more like general thoughts, Pops? Do you and do you think that those are fucked up? You think the SSD should be like definitely over UC? Yeah, hundred percent. The record's insane, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. It also, it's all. I hate to say like. So I'm the biggest person who says that art isn't subjective. Like you can argue that like art is, you can argue it. You can say, no, this is more valid. Right. And I could sit here and make a case for SSD being top three, but also it's what you like, right? Like whatever, like that's totally fine. You know, victim in pain could be, you know, there's someone who's saying victim in pain is number one. That being said, I think everything in this top twenty minus a couple things. I don't. Here's a hard thing. I love everything in this top twenty is an amazing record to me, and I don't want to disrespect any of them. But I would push. You know, my list would be different. But that's what's kind of interesting about it. But well, we're gonna bring you on from the nineties. So then there will be Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think if I think a way to look at it is if you if you were a human who only had 20 records, right? <laughs> would these be 20 awesome records? Yeah, they would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy with the top 20. I will say this of the list overall. 
I think that it is a little, it, it, I think it sits nice as a side piece to the, uh, the Pusshead list because Pusshead totally overlooks all youth crew and Dan, Ben and I all love that stuff. And because of the consensus rankings and us loving it, it's a little high ranked on the list. Like, I don't know if some of this stuff should be as high. Um, well, I'll, it is. I'll right. interject right now. I think yeah. if so, I'm looking at TSOL and that's 22. I would say if you don't know who TSOL are and you know who side by side are, that's an egregious. That's egregious. But hey, that's just me. I had TSOL right. at number five, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to have those little moments. <laughs> okay. Let me just say this. Pusshead is literally doing his list at, you know, November, December, 1989, right? Because um, Pops bought the issue and went over it on New Year's Eve. So here's, that's a thing, but we have, you know, 30 plus years to look back at this and then go, okay, you know, here's where things have stood the test of time and here's where some other things haven't. Um, and I feel that's what's reflected on our list a little bit that will be different from Pusshead's list because ours is having the the gamut of all of this to fuck with over so many years and then revisit and formulate our list, you know? Right. There's, mo- thing- there's more youth crew and there's more punk. So you're saying yeah. that if you added if you said you had 50 years to look at this, you'd still say that side by side is more important than TSOL. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Ab- cool, cool. For me, absolutely. <laughs> oh, for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on. Right on. So yeah, side it, by it's side. Hard make, it's hard to make your own list, right? Because you're, you're putting your favorite versus importance. And yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like my, my personal list, you'd all make fun of me. You'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, it. like you're saying about me having side by side at number two. No, I would not. I would <laughs> not say that. <laughs> I mean, side by side is at number two and pad brains is at number three. People will want to shoot me for that. But for me, the side by side seven inch is the best non minor threat hardcore ever. No, you know what? Like, I think, I think this is a good point, like in the upfront to talk about this. I think this is a very important thing. What's amazing about hardcore is that it's so personal and how it connects with you is it's undeniable. Like I could never tell you like, no, Daniel, that is wrong. No fucking way, dude. If that's your second favorite thing in the world, it is. And and that's, that's what's cool about this shit is that, you can argue, you can argue it and that's a valid that's a valid argument you know what i mean like that's what's that's what so much better than if we were like on a hard rocker podcast or whatever where we're like well boston's the best record ever well it sold <laughs> this much you know what i mean like yeah you can't you could be like well the only thing that sold more than that was appetite for destruction there's a metric for it when it's personal it's like, yeah, you can't tell me that. You can't tell me that's not important. And that's what fucking rules about this list. 
So I'm just adding that. Well, and there's also the fact that when you can't really quantify or even put into words to succinctly to tell you the feeling that one of these records makes you feel when you hear it, you know? Hell yeah. Is there anything on the top 20 that is only selected by two people? The whole, the whole top 20, I think, is consensus, correct? Um, let me have a look. Not, not a look exact at titles. It. I mean, not all bands. No, not the exact titles. Like, yeah, right. Because, for instance, I took uh, Break Down the Walls. And so because Dan and Ben both had We're Not This Alone, We're Not This Alone won out. So, but yeah, but I think still the top 20 is consensus. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I had every all. single one of these records in my hundred. And I'm really happy with it. And then ironically, or maybe not, maybe Alanis Morissette, ironic. Um, <laughs> number 21, I think is the first one that is not consensus, which is Cox Bar Shock Troops. Me and Dan put it really high and then it's not on Ben's list at all. Yeah. So. So yeah, but the top twenty consensus that's pretty ill, and almost not top twenty was consensus because Ben was trying to be king troll and was not going to put negative approach, and then he put it in at like what one hundred. No, I always, 99. I always, I, I always had negative approach on my list, and it was always my plan to have negative approach on my list, and they were at ninety nine, um, because I think that record is a record that people like. Uh, Everyone else seems to like more than I like it, but I still like it. It's still top 100 for me. And and by the way, you want to talk about troll trolling? Dan had fucking Black Flag at number 100, all right? That's why Black Flag's not in our top 20. It's number 28. Thanks to Dan. Thank you. Yeah, it's fucked up. Well, you guys are both trolls, and you got slapped around a little bit because, uh, yeah, I have the ban hammer, and uh, there were some things we didn't get on the list. Do we want to get into that right now? Or let's see here. Sure. We, we're going to mention the records that were selected by all three. Oh, and we're going to mention the highest ranked records only selected by one person. That's kind of interesting. So let me see if I have that. Um, okay. This is, here's some notes we pulled out the lowest ranked record, but it was selected by all three of us is the UK subs endangered species LP. So it came in at number 90. The highest ranked record that was only picked by two of us was Cox Bar Shock Troops, came in at 21. The highest ranked record that was only picked by one person was the Cockney Rejects first LP. So Daniel rated it so high, and he was the only one. This great LP, by the way, it's like anything that makes the top 100, like fucking rules. Because I love this record, and it's, in my, it's not in my top 100. But Daniel ranked it so high that it ended up being number 72. Yeah, I believe um, it was my number 21 pick. That's right. So, Dan, uh, the top solo picks were these that made it into the uh, final record. So, these are records that were only selected by one of us that were able to make the final list because they were ranked so high. Dan got Cognitive Rejects. He ranked it 21. So, he hit the list. He also ranked the Rudimentary Peni, the first LP, at number 23. So, that made the list. Uh, <laughs> my two were Raw Power. I put uh, Screams from the Gutter at 26, and I put the first M- the Infest LP at 28. So both of those made the list. Ben ranked the replacements at 20, so they may have made the list. And he put the Gun Club at 27, so they may have made the list. If not for your boy smacking them off the list for not being punk. Um, which, which I think is egregious 
and ridiculous. Okay, let's just jump right into that, and then we'll go into some more notes. Because you guys have been holding this out for a while. Okay, the first thing I kicked off the list was Ben's replacements. <laughs> the Let It Be LP. Ben, make your argument for this being a punk record. Um, Yeah, replacements started in 78. I forget what they were called before they were the replacements. But they're from Minneapolis. They put out their first record in 81. It's called Sorry Ma Forget Forgot to Take Out the Trash. It's 18 tracks. It rips. It's fucking punk rock front to back. No one would ever think it was anything else. Um, kind of Here's punk- Ben arguing for the record he didn't choose. Well, I'm I'm working my way up to it. So then they put out. No, no I'm just stink- talking in between. They put out the Stink EP uh, in '82. Kids don't follow is the big song off that. It's one of the best punk songs ever made. The whole thing's punk. Then they then it gets again another record. Ben didn't choose. Right, but we'll get to that because um, in '83 they do Hoot Nanny, which starts to incorporate other kinds of music as well as punk and then let it be is sort of the tipping point between like the early years which is the twin tone years of the replacements and then the the second half of their career which is like the sire years which is more on the songwriter college rock tip so you so with let it be you have like the best of both worlds and i thought that was a really cool record for that reason and and then uh, Zach decides, well, there's songs on this record that aren't punk, so let's just take it off the the list altogether. Um, so by that, okay. Same well, Ben, line, you said that by '85, replacements are not a punk band anymore. This comes out in '84, so mm-hmm. either they're not punk anymore or they're on their way out the door. Is that correct? Well, uh, we're coming out. Um, there's a whole bunch of punk songs on "Let It Be," um, but anyway. If by the logic, if by Zach's logic, we were to take off any uh, records that had non-punk songs on them, um, we'd have to remove Shock Troops because it has the song "Out on an Island," terrible song by the way, and um, we'd have to remove. Um, let's see what else we got here. Well, let me argue for Shock Troops first. At least they were respectful and put that song as the last track, so you can just go ahead and uh, pretend it's not on the record if you okay, want. Okay, that's great. Um, I'm going to fight your way through it. Ramon's end of the century, very arguably lots of non-punk tracks on that. Um, uh, Youth Brigade. But they're the Ramones, so I let them stay. Yeah, well, the replacements are the replacements. Uh, Youth Brigade Sound and Fury have them covering Duke of Earl. Very odd. Uh, Not punk. (laughs) Plus a rap part. Plus Plus a rap part. Plus an LP's punk as fuck. All right. Well, let's send this to the people. I got to... I got a clip queued up here of uh, this album that Ben is vouching for, and we'll let the people decide. Here we go. Here comes Dick. He's wearing a skirt. Here comes Jane. You know she's sporting the chain. <laughs> Who wants to slam? All right. Let me play it one <laughs> okay. more time. And okay. Make- okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Answering machine uh, the last track on Let It Be is one of the punkest songs and one of the best songs ever recorded. That shit is psycho. Like, just listen to that tune. It is literally a dude recording a tune to an answering machine. And it's that is it's probably the best song that didn't make the list. I'm putting it out there. There we go. Fair, fair. But you know what? No Doubt has a couple punk songs in the 90s. Not putting them on my 90s list. 
anyway, let's uh, everyone keep it down and let's play this again for the people and let them decide. Here comes Dick. He's wearing a skirt. Here comes Jane. You know she's sporting the chain. First of all, terrible rhyme and not punk. All right, let's go on to the next one. Okay. Can, can we please just can we please just address the fact that this is like the most submarine court in the land? Like he knew we were gonna we were gonna argue against these things, and he's got these worst cherry picked clips ready to serve up and just try and body our fucking court. This is bullshit. Attica, Attica. Attica. I'd also like to point out the fact that the clip he's playing is from the song Androgynous, which is a trans right trans rights anthem that was covered by Laura Jane Grace many years later, who is a trans punk rock singer. So yeah, that good optics there, uh, Zach. Anyway, do we want to hey. talk about the gun club? Dude, there's plenty of great protest songs. Bob Dylan, great lyrics. Not a punk dude. We're talking about punk records. I'm talking about the fucking music, right? So that's it. Uh-huh. Don't get also, at me. Also, I have one thing to add. If you're apologizing to your mom for not taking out the trash, is that punk? I don't know. Let the listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> I would say any apology is not punk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just tried to get a part pin. Don't try to don't try to fucking cancel me. All right, what's going on now? Gun Club? Gun Club That was a plan, but let's let's spread the hate a little bit and go to... uh... Yeah, speaking of a canceled band, I would say let's cancel them. (laughs) Okay, we'll go to Gun Club. Uh, Ben, what's your argument for this? Uh, Gun Club forms in the early 80s in LA. Jeffrey Lee Pierce is the singer. He was in a... uh, the, The band was called Creeping Ritual. He gets thrown in jail with Darby Crash, getting picked up for, I don't know... Uh, you know, public intoxication at an X show gets bailed out. His roommate, Keith Morris of the circle jerks then decides to rename the band, the gun club. And he finds uh, the rhythm section of the bags to join and get signed uh, to Christie of the flesh eaters, sub label uh, Ruby records and becomes label mates with the misfits and uh, the record is engineered by the same guy who makes GI and Tito Lariva of the plugs is the producer. And um, can I finish name dropping any more punk rocker uh, people? I mean, this is like so fucking in the center of punk rock that to say it is, isn't punk is insane. So what I think what Zach hears when he hears this record is what Jeffrey Lee. Oh, Pierce we're is all going to hear it. We're all going to hear it. What Jeffrey Lee Pierce is doing is he's combining punk music with blues music and so if that negates it from being a punk record using the same logic let's negate the 700,000 records that combine punk with metal pardon me real quick because i can't do uh i can't do a find on this is x los angeles on this list they were on my list it's on your list, but in the top 100 that I'm looking at right now, I don't really see it right no, now. No, because it didn't make my or Dan's list. So we don't have X Los Angeles on this, but we're putting Gun Club on this list, and we're going to argue that? Well, Gun Club was on the list and then got <laughs> the Oxnard kick to the butt. Well, let's look how higher uh, Gun Club is ranked than X on Ben's list. 
then where you have a uh, let's see X Los gun Angeles club is, gun clubs 27 yeah. Los Angeles is 23 I'm sorry 73 yeah so even Ben put uh, X 50 slots lower well anyway they were on my list so don't hate me <laughs> <laughs> all right let's send it to the people here's the gun club Much That's like the replacements, a killer tune, just not punk. No, that is punk. And you know the amount of hate mail you're going to get for for cherry picking these things and trying to. Actually, you probably won't. That's the that's the injustice to this world. Dan, if you went and saw a band that sounded like that play the Casbah, they were like a modern rockabilly band. You would fucking hate them. Yeah, but if I went and saw them in 1980 or 81, and it was you know, either them and uh, and the Cramps, I would probably be loving it. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a good band, not a not a punk band." Zach, again, our no- what? our our number two on the master list <laughs> has like fucking like three reggae songs that are just reggae. They're not punk combined with reggae. They're just reggae. If this band had as many ragers as bla- as Bad Brains do then I would allow it, but I'm not. Let's listen to the most raging gun club song one more time. Again, super sick. Can't put it on my list, man. Here's what I don't get, though. You asked us to make our own lists so that we could combine them into one master list. If you were going to do stuff like this, why not just make your own list and have that be the list? And that's that. Like you want our opinion and you trust our opinion because we're on the show every week. And you th- and I believe you and un- <laughs> that you agree that we, Dan and Ben, understand what punk is enough to talk about punk every week. So why would you question, you know, stuff we put on our list that we believe are, are punk records? Because you guys can't avoid a little bit of troll behavior. And I'm here. To be the disciplinarian when you guys are stepping out of line. Dan and Ben, fuck you guys, dude. Negative approach ninety nine, black flag one hundred. Get the fuck out of here. You know I don't like black flag. Black flag. If you don't have, if you don't have, yeah, Dan. If you don't have shit like that on your list, then you get a little bit more of sway. But you don't. I'm like these motherfuckers are line stepping straight up. So when you try to like slide one of those past the fucking the batter, no, dude. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I, I'm kicking, dude. I'm kicking hey, the catcher right in the chest, and I'm charging the mound. Fuck that. Ty, Ty goes to the runner. <laughs> oh, I think that's the rule, right? Well, um, that's fine. If if Ben wants to argue that my list should be the only list, I'm okay with that. No, it shouldn't. That. Okay, well then I got to have a little bit of say because I I'm 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 okay with with the unpunk censorship that's going on to an extent because a it's it makes for a more compelling podcast and b um you know if something really egregiously stands out that you just say this isn't punk or hardcore like i'll take the lumps i will disagree but i'll take the lumps you know but the gun club the gun club is definitely punk (laughs) yeah i will say that dan argued for that one there he backed you up on it ben but like to have like the replacements because you ranked them so high to have them end up in like the top thirty, you know, and like there's so much so much stuff not making the top hundred. It was just like, can't do it, dude. 
Sorry. So everyone can blame me. You guys can hate me. Get at me. I want to fucking quit the pod anyway. So here's my uh, theory. Extra hard. Here's my theory, though. You you knocked off stuff that me and Dan picked so that you could get Madball to squeak in at number one hundred Ball of Destruction. No, that's the funny thing is they weren't even the they weren't even the one that was due to squeak in at hundred. I did that just to fuck with you because you guys pissed me off. Well, oh, so yeah. Wait, so what was Madball then? They would have been like they would have been like one hundred seven or something. And I was like, after all this line stepping, I'm just putting Madball one hundred. What's up? So what was supposed to be hundred in this Nazi regime? I don't know, probably egg hunt or some fucking other bullshit. I was like, I don't got any time for this, dude. I want to be done with this fucking project. You have your own list. I think it's unfair that I think it's unfair that Ben and Ben and Dan can't pull up their own sound clips. <laughs> to disrespect, dude. Like they should be able to disrespect. And like that's that's egregious. I think that's fair. I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like they know. should be able to pull up Colossal Man was a skinhead right now and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you but can't argue that it's not hardcore. I don't even know if that's hardcore, dude. I just think that's, dude, that's a wild ass hardcore song. It's, it's really good. Or even if you don't think it's good, it's, it's, it's hardcore. It's a know? song. It's a song. It's definitely a song. It's a song. <laughs> I made the clips for a more entertaining podcast. If we didn't have this moment, what are we going to do? We're going to be like, we would still have Dan reading the list. And in at 82, it's a. Uh... No, I, I definitely agree with you that um, Jeffrey Lee Pierce, the songs he wrote are way less articulate than Colossal Man was Skinhead. I completely agree with you on that one. <laughs> right, <down. laughs> yeah. that's, a way, that's a way better song for sure. Dude, Freddie okay. Madball, don't kill me. The four song, the four albums that I cut, I'm not arguing that it's not good, timeless music. I actually like all this stuff. I'm just saying I don't want to attach my name to a list where it's on the top hundred punk or hardcore records. That's all. Like we decided to do a list with like a title, right? And I got to stand behind it. That's all. So they each got two picks thrown off the list. It is what it is. I'm a dick. We know it. Whatever. You know. Okay, let's That's move cool. on. I got no dog in this race. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You didn't even let me put COC on here. Fuck. We all fucked up on that. No one put COC. So get at us for that, but don't get at me for uh, removing the gun club. And moving on to the next one, Dan. Let's see here. <laughs> I yanked. Dan chose the Clash 7 inch. Should I stay or should I go? Slash straight to hell 7 inch. Double A side. Okay, double A side. Well, first off, should I stay or should I go? One of the most annoying songs of all time that's played on classic rock radio all fucking day. And then uh, let's go on to that B side or the uh, the second song on the A side. Here we go, everyone. Oh, Papa Sam, please take me home. Oh, Papa oh Mama Sam, everybody. It's pretty sick. Sounds pretty sick. It is. I'm, dude, I'm down. A great fucking song. It's a great song. When when have I argued not great song? It's not what I'm saying. Just saying not top 100 hardcore punk record. That's all. I don't know. Am I if, wrong? Well, I mean, according, according to Dan, you're wrong. According to me, you're wrong. <laughs> I think it well, stands the test of time beyond belief. Like there is a there's a fucking edge lord opinion out there that like. 
the clash is punk for world music or punk for soccer moms right i've heard that all the time like fuck off do you know where the clash were playing do you know their entire story do you know how fucking formulaic and integral to what punk is this band is and even if this is on their latest you know besides the cut the crap bullshit this is their last good output both these songs are timeless and amazing and they do fall in the category of punk the end okay fall into the category of punk here we go people oh papa sam please take me home oh papa sam everybody fuck it i'm choosing the trooper not bum dude sampled by mia and that's a banger dude yeah you play that shit in the club all i wanted to do but again a good ass time dude again again. yeah okay so dan you play it on your brit pop night no i play the mia one okay yeah and that's a fucking good ass time how how different is the mia version than that Quiet. Uh, it has it has gunshots, so it's way sicker. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to number one hundred. Yeah, dude. Okay, can I predict which songs song you have sampled off of the gift by the jam, which also got booted, by the way, listeners? Um, and I agree that this was probably a little line steppy. Um, but I, if there was a jam full length that came out in this time frame that i absolutely love i do love the gift and sound effects also could have counted but the gift has a town called malice on it i know he's not going to choose that to play it's either going to be ghosts or carnation well it's a 50 50 dan which one are you thinking carnation all right so let's play the harder song uh here we go. Let's stop rule. Why are you fighting? Can't you see that it's you? Up the punks. That song rules so much. Again, song- you fall back on like this song rules, and I'm not disagreeing with you, dude. The song rules. But hey, come punk- on. Punks can get mellow, man. Sure, sure. True. The, mighty, have- the minute men are on this list and like they have songs that are just in the same vibe as that. Why are we arguing? <laughs> they didn't make the main list, dude. <laughs> and because Zach just wants to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So this is so this is basically Zach's list. I took Not out really. four things. I took out four things. And if you compare my list to the main list, it's not there at all. Do you want to like, know how submarined I felt? So I was like feeling bad for Ben. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I feel really bad for him because Ben went quiet for a few days after the replacements got the boot, and then the Gun Club got the boot as well. And our group chat, Ben, like disappeared for a couple days, and I was like, man, I feel really awful. And in talking about that, it Zach lets a tiny penny drop. Oh, by the way, you had two LPs booted as well. I'm like, ah, oh, what the fuck. <laughs> I knew that I was walking into the lion's den on this episode, and you guys all disagree with me, but that's fine. I'm, I'm going to take you in there a little more. The fucking wipers are on this list. What the fuck, man? We talked about them. 70s bu- stuff is the best. Yeah. I actually think that third wipers LP 
is more straightforward than the second one, and it might be their best LP. I love it. I think I. I don't think do the wipers. Yeah, do, that's do cool. Wipers. It's not on the list, dude. <laughs> like, you can talk about it all you want. It's not on the list. That's fucked up. Jerry's kids not on the list. Jerry's kids made my list. And the wipers. D. Cruzen, not on the list. Yep, that one didn't get. That is egregious. Well, it's a good point. <laughs> okay, well, let's make this point to everyone out there, right? Like, it's easy to, like, look at a list, and this is why I didn't want to do this thing in the first place, but Dan really wanted to, so we oh, did it. <laughs> it's true. Throw under the I was like, all we're, we're going to do is put this out here. All we're going to do is put this out here, and you're going to get ethered. And, like, all we can do for a comeback is, like, okay, we want to see your list. So anyone out there, you got a better list, make your top 100 list, we'll put it on the website, right? You can be uh, up on the website forever. Just, uh, yeah, send your list, you know? What's here's up? My, here's my argument that in the, in the same vein, um, I believe there are at least 200 essential punk and hardcore bands from the 80s. Therefore, any top 100 list is going to leave off half of those bands. So any list anyone makes, you can think of a hundred things that they, that, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't include the abused or whatever, or, or the accused, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just how it goes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's, there's records I love that, that I'm like, wow, this didn't make my top 100. I guess I'm, they're not going to make my list. I right. Kept and then also an argument of, of this is my list and not the group consensus list. Like, for instance, I've Bad Religion number two, and it's number 17 on the main list. Like, it barely made top 20, you know, so what's up with yeah, that? Yeah, that's probably my fault. I mean, it's not anyone's fault. Like the No, no, I'm the list, saying. The like, list is consensus. It's like, that was a fun moment. We talked about, like, the four things we had to yank, or I had to yank. My bad. <laughs> I'm not going back. You don't fucking mean that. <laughs> what? That is my bad? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know All that right. was fun. This episode would have been fucking boring as hell without that. Keep no, it moving. It Keep it moving. Okay. Ben, you want to dig into the regional breakdown of our list and then also the breakdown by year? Yeah. So I sep- I, I, I broke down everything on our list and everything on Pusshead's list by region, and I think this is really telling. Um, so on our list, um, I'm just going to name the region and how many picks – uh, came from from that region um east coast 44 west coast 31 midwest slash texas let's just say middle america seven so that's 82 american records on our list canada zero uk 17 continental europe one that's raw power japan zero australia zero Pusheads list east coast 30 west coast 21 uh, Middle America, six. So that's 57 American records versus our 82. Canada, four. UK, 21. Continental Europe, 10. Japan, seven. And Australia, one, which is uh, the band Mass Appeal. So far fewer American records and far more records from other countries on Pusshead's list. Um, breaking it down by uh, year on our list I'll just go through every year in order. Um, 80, in 1980, we had 7, 81, 4, 82, 16, 83, 19, 84, 8, 85, 6, 86, 5, 87, 6, 
88-14 and 89-15. So the interesting thing about that is if you look at the years 82 and 83 and the years 88 and, 80, and 89, they're huge bumps. There's like these, these kind of like peaks within the decade. Now, if you look at Pusshead's list, it's five for 1980, 20 for 81, 19 for 82, 22 for 83, 15 for 84, and then only, f- and then we have for the remaining five years of the decade, five, four, four, two, four. So almost. I think it's like 81% of his picks were all from the first half of the decade, which kind of makes sense because if he assembled the list at the end of said decade, it's like the dust hasn't settled for that, you know, 85 to 89 area yet. So it's hard to compare it to the stuff that he has already figured out is like essential from like, you know, 80 to 80, mainly 81 to 84. (laughs) Right. But then narrowing in on our list, Ben, I like that you, uh, you want to talk the 82, 83 and the 88, 89. Like how you think there's like two peaks in the uh, 185 list. Yeah. And the 185 list. So we have like uh, 16 and 19 for 82, 83 and 14 and 15 for 88, 89. So there's this, there's, it's like this kind of uh, lull in the beginning of the decade. And then this big bump in that 82, 83 era, then a lull again, then a big bump at the end. So I think mainly that can be attributed to kind of like the classic early eighties records. Everyone will agree on the consensus. I, you know, bad brains, minor threat, et cetera. And then you have the, the youth crew stuff that we all ride for, which would make, which would explain the big 88, 89 bump. Um, but there was another thing. Oh, here's something interesting. So by region, East Coast wins for both lists. Pusshead's list and our list have um, there's there's more stuff from the East Coast than anywhere else. And then the year 1983 is the single year with the most picks for both Pusshead's list and our list. So 83 and the East Coast are like the big winners. Hmm. Hell yeah! How about that? I gotta give Muldoon treats. Dan, take it away. What's that? Oh, okay. Well, the the funny thing is, Ben also you broke it down individually too, like regionally on everyone's list, right? Yeah. So the thing about that, the only really huge discrepancy kind of telling thing is that uh I had fewer UK records than than everybody else and Dan had fewer West Coast records than anybody else and way more UK records and we all agreed on the uh, the East Coast was number 1 on all of our lists yeah 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 so what with, do you with, say- I was going to say without ben, your what? input without your input there be there would not be enough um UK records on the master list true is there a record that is besides the ones that got the boot on your list that you are really surprised a wasn't picked by anyone else or was um just didn't make it to the list and you can't believe that it's not on the list yeah i'll uh right now all right go for it so i'm not i'm not disrespecting anything at all because i think they're all valid choices but like Absolution not making this list is wild to me. Like I, that is 
that is a great record. Like I know that record doesn't sound great, but that is an important record. Well, let me let me address that really quick because yeah, yeah, it for would, sure. It would have been on my list. There's a there's a something that goes <clears throat> on when you're doing this. Your your brain starts to turn to mush when you when you've jotted down about seventy re- records. Like you start forgetting things that are instant. Like oh, of course, you know. For example, Operation Ivy on the master list comes in at sixty six. That would have been a, a top fifty for me, and I completely left it off my list. So Operation Ivy would have been in the top 30 probably if I had included it as well. Um, so and that, Dan, that, you also saw my list, so you could have – that should have triggered it into you, and you still absolutely. missed it. Well, yeah, it's one of those just oversights. Absolution is an oversight for me as well because I much would have preferred to have that on my list than uh, Jealous again. Well, and the no, other I'm thing, kidding, so, so speaking for someone who gets into hardcore, let's say in my generation, like 96, the Absolution record is not easy to get. I never had the seven inch. And then that discography came out, which was like really hard to get through because it was like almost all live. Yeah. And like the tracks were like sprinkled in. It was, it's like one of the worst discographies ever. That and like, <laughs> oh, SSD I completely Power, agree. <laughs> you know? And so like, that band like was never able to connect with me where, you know, maybe if lost and found would have just bootlegged the seven inch and I got one of those like shitty little skinny CDs of like those seven inch songs, like maybe it would have connected with me or something. But like, dude, I got that like discography CD, you know, in the late nineties. And it was just like that first song rules. And then it's just, Ooh, it's like SSD power all over. It made, yeah, I guess. Okay. Go ahead. Pops. Dude, Dead and Gone, it's like one of the sickest songs ever. Like, I don't know, that band's, I think, I never saw that band in their original incarnation. And everyone I know who saw them, they're like, that's the best band ever. I saw them reunion style, and it was impressive. Like, I've seen reunions, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Absolution reunion, Gingy, fuck, dude, that dude was incredible. It's like, oh, I get why people like this band. I mean uh, that that band's incredible. They did, they just weren't represented on record. I think that's it in the way they should have been. Here's why they didn't make my list because I did think about them. Um, that's a poorly recorded record to the point where it's a distraction, and also. My favorite, my favorite songs by them are on comps, including Dead and Gone, which is my favorite mm-hmm. Absolution song. And those are on comps. Like if all if their best songs recorded well were on one seven inch, for sure they'd make my list. Absolutely. They'd be above the abused. Looking at the main list, guys, what do you think is the record that is unjustly ranked high? Like you look at it and it like pops off the page is like that should not be ranked that high. Side by side, for sure. <laughs> yeah, side by side at number twelve. Yeah, and like I like that record. It's not. It's not disrespecting that record. It's like I don't know, man. Like if you're sending this shit into space, you want aliens to like. It's like aliens. What do you think about hardcore? 
I'm not putting side by side 12. <laughs> Yo, I want the aliens to come down to Earth and say, take us to your leader because ganging up on guys is a fucking trend. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, but like, it ain't really like the 80s for me. <laughs> ben, what one stands out for you? What's the highest ranked one that shouldn't be? Um, God. That's tough because like, my personal opinion, of course, I'm looking at Zach's list. I'm like, I was about to say something. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about on the main, I'm talking about know, on the main I list. I was, and, I, I, and, I do want, and I do, and I am looking for your personal opinion. Um, Let's see here. Like Never. here, let me give it to you like this. Like for instance, Fugazi number 43, like for me, I'm okay with that, right? I understand the importance of the record. I understand that you guys ranked it super high, right? It's not on my list. But I'm okay with it at 43. I think the wide awake seven inch at 60 is way high. Okay, I, I agree with one. you on that. I got like, one. That record is cool. It's cool. It's a good record. It has like the spirit of hardcore, but like I do not think it's a top 100 punk and hardcore record of the okay. 80s. For me, then it would be Warzone, Don't Forget the Struggle, because to me, that record is like half the songs on it are good. Um, it's goofy. And it's fun. It's goofy in a fun way, although it does have a, a, an Iron Cross and an American flag on it, which is kind of whack. Um, I understand there's like this cult of rabies. There's like maybe six, there's like five or six incredible songs on it. And the rest of it is just like, meh. It's not that well recorded. You guys ride so hard for Warzone. Um, I, I don't I don't see them as being a top 30 man. Well, I'm surprised so that, that you, you come at the recording because I think it's one of the the really clean, good-sounding recordings of the era. It's got so much charisma throughout, and not just because of rabies, because of Todd Youth, etc. The way it's played, the um, everything about it is... I do want aliens to know what Warzone Don't Forget the Struggle is all about. Um, I don't think that's... It, by the way, listeners, it's ranked at 27 on the master list. Um, on the strength of Zach and I's high placement of it. Yes, yeah, number seven on my list. Uh, I think something similar on mine. Um, I don't think it's number Youth nine. Not, I don't think Todd number Youth is nine on that online. record. I mean, I think I think that thing could be fine on a comp. You know. Yeah, I've got them on a comp. I have that New York hardcore the way it is comp. Yeah, um, I think I think I th- yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think that record needs to be on the list. I you think- don't think it needs to be on the top one hundred? Absolutely not. Pops, hang <laughs> up, hang up, dude. A hundred percent not. I don't think that's like one of the most a hundred records you need to hear. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. It's like it's the spirit of hardcore. It has like a little bit of everything. It's like deep rooted in like the original sound and it's like charisma bouncing off the vinyl. Like it's just one of those like undeniable records where I think that like everyone that likes hardcore, like the big tent, you can find something in it. And that's like, that's one of the greatest things about it. And the skit, <laughs> the skit alone. I've, uh, Dan, I've what's the highest, them. what's the highest ranked thing that you don't should be, you don't think should be so high. Um, I mean, on a personal, 
on a personal note, I had it ranked quite high or in the top maybe 50, I think. Um, but I do, I do agree that you, you know, could, there's a lot of people out there that would laugh the wide awake seven inch off there. But for me, uh, a time where I participated with that record, like it meant the world to me. Um, trying to think if there's really a skewer for number 44 and 45 being so high. Also Bolden instead being top 50. Yeah. I mean, that just goes down to the era that we grew up in and the records that stood the test of time for the genre. We, like the most really doesn't it does i mean if you're talking about hardcore playing and longevity of songs and stuff like that yeah the speak out lp has some real dips whereas you know the great songs are great you know um and the recording's not very good like it's it's one that could be poked for sure um like I don't like know. Bold I, above I Pick this... Your King is crazy. What's that? Like Bold being above Pick Your King is crazy. I'm going to say no way. Really? Okay, here's the thing. Poison Idea is so overrated. They're the most overrated band maybe in hardcore besides Integrity. I'm putting that out what there. What is going on in the background? <laughs> but fucking Bold is sick, dude. Like... They don't get credit. They don't get credit enough. It's like that band was like trying to tap into um, SSD and DYS and do their shit. And they're, it's just like, I think people get hung up on the recording. That's a great band. Agreed. They're in my top 100. I think they fit perfectly at 91. I completely agree, but I think they should be included. And I think, I think Bold doesn't get enough shine because I think people think they're too generic, but it's like, if you really listen to that band, they swing, dude. Like, Drew Beat is awesome. He's an awesome drummer. And I don't know, like, whatever. No, I love the LP, and I think that Ben, Ben probably made the argument for this the best tonight of, like, there's 200 great things probably. Right. So it's very hard to narrow down to a hundred. And so it's like, I ride for all hundred of mine, you know, and, and bold being 91, I think is perfect. If it being 44, I don't know. I don't know. Well, so that's, that's a little that's high, but it, it's bumped by the consensus. And again, Ben, even though you, you were trying to come at me saying that, like, I don't respect your guys' opinions and stuff. Like that's why this stuff gets bumped up. Right. Cause it got the consensus vote. It's on all our lists. Like, so it's up there. It made top 50 when, even if maybe all of us wouldn't put it there, you know, maybe it should be around 70 or 80 or 90. Well, if we didn't do the consensus point rules, it wouldn't be as high as it was. If it was just a straight mathematical ranking mash, you know, but the fact that we add the 20 points for all three, taking it, and then the 10 points for two of us taking it, that skewed the list into what is in our favorites more than, you know, the way it would have mashed with all three, because 
the consensus points took certain things over. Right. But, but no- the thing, the reason that I think it was a good way to do it though, because when something is voted on by all three people, it, it should have more merit than like all of us had records that were like, you know, in the top 40 for us that weren't picked by anyone else. And it's weird to have them like poking in too high when it's like one person's opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I when we were, hashing this out i like totally agreed with you you know i think the consensus points is a good factor it just artificially inflates a few things that may have been lower on all three lists um what's what's really interesting about this and we just got to reiterate this again is like it's likes when it comes down to it so like someone else someone who's smashing their phone against the wall listening to this right now like a come up with your list like zach said and b just know that these are the things that have mattered the most to the the people doing this pod because you know that reflects all the time on the the new music we talk about or also on when we reference like good years or we do a super seven, like these are the things that we personally love, you know, and, and that's starts the conversation because we definitely want everyone to participate in the conversation, not just whack old barnacles going, I can't believe you didn't have this on your list. What the fuck? Well, that's not helpful to anything. Then provide your list or just say, Oh, I, you know, I would like this or I would rank this higher. Like, or even a different record from the band that you see on the list. All those conversations are rad. And like we look forward to those, just not the the trolley fucking comments, you know, which we're gonna get anyway. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think of when I think about Pusshead's list, right? Because people look at it and they're like, Well, what about this? What about this? Why is he ranking this so high? I'm like, fuck it, dude. He made a top one hundred list, it's pretty good. Like if that's all you had to go off of, be like, damn, that's actually a really good list. You know, and and why and it's been fucking thirty years, right? So like, why haven't we seen more people like put out their list? Like, put your money where your mouth is, right? Like, I know that this is like a wild project to do that we're going to get skewered over, right? <laughs> but at least we're putting it out there. We got the consensus list. We each put our individual lists up. So again, people come at us with your lists. I'll put them on the website. You know what I'm saying? Pop, sorry to cut you off. No, totally. It's I just think like. If you're going to put something out there, you're vulnerable, right? Like you're you're putting yourself out there and like people are going to talk shit, right? That's totally cool. It's <laughs> like I'm just I'm just giving you a starter kit, dude. You can do whatever you want with this. And like yeah, cool. You you have like YouTube energy, fine, whatever. You can find whatever you want, but like at the end of the day, right? How many bands were inspired by the bands that we put on the list? I think a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I think you, you can say whatever you want, but the bands on the list inspired other bands. Yeah. I mean, they all inspired all four of us, a lot of these things are on the list. And and going off of what you're saying about vulnerability, like we did a pod of a month ago or so where, you know, we did a Bay Area pod and we put uh, Ceremony 
um, Roanoke Park versus Redemption 87, well, in my head, I know that I'm going to get, you know, a lot of shit from the listeners just for choosing the ceremony record over the Redemption 87 because, you know, the general consensus is that Redemption 87 rules, which they do. But I just had to be true. I'm like choosing the record that means the most to me. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I did get skewered, but it's all good. Yeah, but I was surprised by that. And I made that matchup like in, I wasn't trying to like set ceremony up for a defeat. In fact, I thought they were going to win. You know, I thought that like on the pod, it would be split or maybe three quarters for redemption. But I thought that like when we put it to the people, ceremony would have taken it. So. I don't know. That one was interesting. That's a good uh, example to bring up. Ben, any more overall thoughts on this? I was just trying to count the number of 1.5 records on the master list. That's fair. <laughs> one thing I'll say it, while Ben does his arithmetic. No, no, no. Is, I'm not it. Okay. <laughs> one thing that I wanted to, and I did bring to my list that, is only like touched on a little bit on the master list or actually it's touched on quite a bit on the master list. There were many choices where I would choose a seven inch from a band just because of the pure impact. The seven inch had over maybe like the LP that this seven inch may or may not have appeared on. Um, Especially in the early eighties, I went for a lot more, of the seven inches over the LPs, which still provided the song just because like that piece of wax with the A and the B side is just, and with the artwork, like artwork went into a lot of my choices too, as being a factor. Um, not nowhere near as much as the quality of the music or the output or anything, but it was still there. Um, so like, for example, like, I chose the Partisans uh, Police Story 7-inch instead of the Partisans first LP just because I just think that that impact, that that you know 7-inch, especially a lot of the early 80s coming out of the 70s stuff, the, the A-side, B-side, two-song single, um, especially coming out of the UK, just so good. And then when we get to the later era of 88-89 a lot of the output of the bands that are doing the kind of hardcore that is ranked really high on our list a lot of the you know straightforward youth crewy hardcore or like that or straight edge hardcore whether whether it be early in the decade or late in the decade those six song seven inches and stuff <clears throat> absolute perfect delivery you know like you just want six songs that every single one of them bangs to hell, you know? So um, that's why there's a lot of seven inches instead of just a ton of LP choices on my list and on the master list. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why the bold got high rank too, right? That's a, you know, we said that if two people pick one record, another person picks a different one, the record with two gets on the list. So Ben high ranked the bold seven inch. And that, that one is the only one that might be, kind of egregious in the taking the power. Like for instance, you guys both take, we're not in this alone. I'm not mad 
that I had break down the walls because we're not in this loan and break down the walls are pretty similar. But Ben riding for the bold seven inch compared to speak out and then speak out getting all his seven inch points. That one is a little strange, right? So it does bump the bold LP up a lot. Yeah. Cause I think both you and I had it anywhere from 70 to 90. Right. And then Ben had, you had the seven inch, like in your top 25, Ben, something like that. Right. So he gets Uh, bumped up way high, even though me and, Dan have speak out in, you know, the 70 to 90 range, which is probably where it should be a great hardcore LP, but top 50. I don't know. I don't know. So Ben, other thoughts on this, or should we start to wrap this up? Um, there's, I think about like, what would the list look like for the least amount of people to get upset with us? In other words, if you only ranked it in terms of important records of the eighties, and like I could do that. Like I've talked to enough people about this music where I kind of understand. Like people really love Discharge. People really love Poison Idea, Negative Approach, and 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 Coc. And there's just certain bands that people ride. Like a lot of people ride for. And you could figure out a way to like rank those. T- like almost like take your personal taste out of it and just kind of get a vibe of what people like the most in general, that'd be so boring to do. Like not putting your own fingerprints on the list you're making. It's like, who wants to do that? You know, if you only did a most important records, but you didn't do, you didn't put your own, you know, my favorite record, uh, sort of, uh, spin on it at all. Like that would be doable. It'd just be boring to do robotic. Yeah. So it'd just be boring to do, to, uh, to make a most important records list and, and not put your own, you know, your, uh, you have your favorite records be a factor in it. Um, I've, I noticed that Husker do did not make uh, the master list, which is kind of disappointing. And then there's another big one that um, should have been on the main list, but did just didn't get enough points. Um, I can't think of what it is. Uh, oh, Articles of Faith uh, would have been a good one to have in Did there. Did Rise of Spring know, make the main? Yeah, Rise of Spring and Embrace both make it. Um, I'll tell you a crazy one that doesn't make it because I did not take any comps because that was just like a, a portal that I didn't want to open. So flex your head not being on, people might go crazy over. Yeah. Yeah, I only picked comp. Um, I only I went comps because um, Pusshead did, but I would be totally fine with a rule that was like no comps. But yeah, I mean, I told you guys before we did the list that I wasn't going to take comps, so they were gonna they were gonna end up getting low rated. Like I gave that to you as a warning, but then said you can take comps if you want. And then I mean, I'm glad that that the way it is is on here, but it's weird to have like I'm just not trying to judge comps. That's too much of like a a hole that I didn't want to dig down, you know, because I didn't have them all. They weren't they weren't like easy to uh, to get all the time. And LP comps, they were probably great if you got them when they came out. But like looking back on shit, once you're already used to CD and stuff, it's just kind of hard to get into like because I'm used to all those mystic comps and it's like good luck keeping up with it. Like. <clears throat> Am I on song 26? Am I on song 29? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Well, what what's a high ranked on your list that didn't make the list that you're kind of bummed on not getting on? So if you want to look at the individual lists, it's probably look at your like 60s and beyond, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like Broken Bones, Decapitated 7-inch, I don't think got on there. Or Stiff Little Fingers, Nobody's Hero LP, uh, Nobody's Heroes LP didn't get on there either. Those are both 54 and 55 on my list, and I um, kind of bummed, but not. You know, I think our list, our master list is pretty incredible. So, um, I mean, there's a fair amount. Like, I have a whole run here of Dr. No, Napalm Death, Amoebics, Wipers that don't make it. And, uh, I know some of those you guys don't agree with, which is why they're not on the list. Um, also, Necros IQ 32 is not on at all. That's my 69. Um, there's a fair amount of, Boston stuff like Pops is calling out Jerry's kids not being on there. It's my 86. It doesn't get on. Gangrene. Um, what else? Gang- gangrene at 84 doesn't get on there either. Yeah, I have Gangrene at 84. Um, Deathside, I do have a Japanese vote there. Wasted Dream came out in 89. Doesn't get on. Does Agent Orange get on? That gets on because of consensus, right, Ben? You you ranked the 7-inch really high? Yeah, Agent Orange is uh, is on the master list. And here's a funny thing comparing our list to Pusshead's list. We both have Agent Orange, but it's a different Agent Orange. He has the Dutch band. We have the Orange County band. Um, <laughs> right, I have the LP. Also, I think that Life's Blood, um, Defiance should have been on there. I definitely think that the it Final is. Conflict Ashes Ashes LP from 87. Oh, Life's Blood made it. 99. The Final Conflict LP, um, 1987, one of the best records of that year. In like a down era for uh, a non-straight edge hardcore lane, I think that should be on the list. It's a exceptional LP that is still like underrated to this day. Um, I have the Sin Thirty Four LP ranked pretty high. You guys don't have it at all. I think we should revisit that on another pod, just because yeah. like it's super ill. You sent it to me um, as we were making these, or like after these were done. And I was like, I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I'd love to talk it. Also, right. uh, wasn't wasn't the Rick Agnew LP uh, uh, st- sticking in your craw a little bit there, Zach? It was. Um, that record is awesome. It <laughs> is. It's good. But like Ben had it ranked like top twenty, and just looking at his list and and knowing Ben a little bit, I was like, I I had him make the argument for me, and he made it, and I was like, that's fine. And then also, like, some of those songs are known better as DI songs, but they do appear there as, a, like, for the first time. So it's fine. That's just an LP. It's, it's cool. I agree. It's cool as LP. But it's, like, an LP that I want to love, and I've tried several times, and I, I, I just don't love it. So I don't know. That's all. I don't, I don't know if it's a top 50, you know, so whatever. Okay, Dan, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. It was a, a gargantuan task to do this, and we all took a lot of time out of our lives to do this. And yes, there was some frustration along the way. Um, Zach, just <laughs> at the giant method of doing this, was already just nonplussed and was like, fuck this. But then, you know, a 
convinced him like we should do it and and i feel like it's been a really good thing even though you know good records have been chopped by a total uh berserker but you know that's fine i do think that it is something that will stand the test of time whenever this podcast is long gone there's at least a record of the consensus of the three of us what we came together and agreed are the top 100 releases of the 1980s and it's fun it's fun to look over these lists and it's fun uh, for a listener out there if they haven't like for example if they've never listened to the fu's my america lp isn't that cool that like maybe this list will turn them onto that or infest slave or you know blast the power of expression etc you know these records that not everyone's heard but a lot of people have and they are well regarded but now you have a, a a list beyond pussheads list to dive into if there are things that you uh want to check out and if there are things that you do check out and think that this sucks like let us know but also add a lot more to the conversation instead of just are you kidding me you have this ahead of the faith void split which i know i'm going to hear about my list um <laughs> So if you are going to, you know, we welcome everyone to join this conversation and we welcome everyone to add to the conversation. So this is really fun. This is why we get nerdy about punk and hardcore and yeah, join in. Yeah. It's like one of those things. It's a conversation starter, right? Just like the puss headless. This is not the end all be all. And in fact, this is not even any of our choice. It's like a mashup of the three of us. Right. So it's just to talk about. And Dan, that's a great example. Right. Like, if someone wants to come and argue why this is above the Faith Void split, it's like we talk about hardcore for hours every week. Like, on the pod, you guys hear us talk about hardcore. Right. We also talk about it in our real lives. Like, you know, this not recorded. Like, this is what we <laughs> like to do sometimes. So it's like, if, if you want to have the conversation of like, why is Milo goes to college over the Faith Void split? Like, that's actually a conversation I would enjoy having with you, you know? So like, it doesn't have to like be filled with vitriol. Talking these records is something I love to do because I love all these records, right? Like pretty much everything on all the lists, even the things that I struck down, you got to understand. I listened to these records and I liked all four of them, right? I really do. So it is what it is. I think it's fun to look at. I think that we had like the, the guts to put something out there, you know? And I haven't seen a lot of that. And I really want to do the 90s. That's what I'm excited for because I think the dude from Prank did one for the 90s, but it's not super, super well known. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited to do the 90s. Pops, you have final thoughts on this? I'm just super psyched to be included in this. And <laughs> is that Ian McKay calling to tell us our list is bullshit? <laughs> he was. He actually was. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm just super psyched to be included and I think I think the most important thing is that whatever your list is, it's what your list is personally, right? It's about like it's about what you think is cool. <laughs> as Ian Shit, man, dude. It's Rick Agnew saying, really, only 81, bitch? (laughs) Yeah, sorry, man. But but it's true, Pops, because 
it's about your journey and if anything hardcore is about participation and experience and about every little thing like you know, all of it goes into what is hardcore you being in that room makes a difference within the socio sociological journey of hardcore right so your list is going to reflect that the participation absolutely and the, and the like that's why like this is wild because this is a little more objective than we're going to be for the 90s the 90s we're going to get fucking crucified <laughs> it's like that's when rancor makes fucking top 20 it's like we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> it's so true i have a prediction so of I have a prediction about the 90s list. I think the way there were bumps in 82, 83, and then 88, 89 for our 80s list, there are going to be bumps, very similar ones for the 90s list. There's going to be a big bump in the beginning of the decade, which is kind of 80s spillover, like Youth of Today and you know all the Inside Out, whatever, bands that started in the late 80s and spilled out, in, like Reason to Believe. And then there's going to be a, a, lull, a somewhat of a lull and then a big bump in the second half of the decade when all that second wave youth crew shit like Rancor <laughs> and in my eyes comes out. I, I mean, I, I, I talking with shit, you, man. but I also think <laughs> that you are, I mean, we did the 1994 super seven and there was a lot of bangers there. Yeah. The, the lull is going to be 92, 93 in 94 yeah. shit is straight back. Yeah. You know, but yeah, maybe 91, 92, 93 is a little rough. But yeah, like you're right. The 1990 is it's almost unfair including it because there's a shit ton of stuff for that year. And there's going to be a lull and then it's going to fight back in 94 and then not really fall off for the rest of the decade. I just wanted to say uh, don't get mad at me for having uh, Pennywise and Goo Goo Dolls on my uh, top 100 list because they're on there because I love those records. Uh I know it seems strange because those bands are known for, you know, all kinds of stuff that happened in the next decade. Uh, but check out those records. Do something that I did not do with Pusshead's list, which is actually go through it and listen to the records that you're not familiar with. Uh, I plead guilty on not doing that with Pusshead's list. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Also, I would like to say I have leeway leeway born to expire at number 46. Pusshead had had that at number 100. I I don't think he was trying to submarine leeway though. Well, no, and like also, he towards the end of the decade, so like it's not settled science, right? Exactly. And also right. Ben, you know, has a a list of probably like 250 honorable mentions that he will blast you back with. Yeah, I love that Ben's like Go ahead and listen to all the records on my list, even though I didn't do Pusshead's list. Everyone probably do Pusshead's list first, <laughs> and then fuck with our main list, and then fuck with my list, and then toss a coin and see if you want to do Dan's or Ben's list next. Um, Dan, where can the people find you if they want to ether you for your list? Well, if you want to put that semi-auto at my cartilage, hit me up at Southport Instagrammer on Instagram. But, you know, let's have a good old convo. Chinwag. That's right. Ben, where can the people find you? On Instagram at Cold Chillin Book. Everyone, you can get at me 185 miles south at gmail.com. That is the best way I respond to everyone. And you can DM me as well on the Instagram or the Twitter, but that just gets a little weirder. And 
so no guarantees. That one is 185 miles south on both those. Also, my personal Zach Retali on Instagram. And you know, Retali is the best on Instagram. Everyone, thank you for the support. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Way to go, dude.